speak to you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So one of the spiritual guides in my own life has been Charles Schultz of Peanuts fame. I can talk at length, I won't do it this morning, about why I appreciate his theological depth. But for now, I simply want to highlight an interview he gave in which he began with this insight. He said, cartooning is preaching. Indeed, I have a large collection of cartoons that make what I think are deep theological points. And those are often easier to make in a cartoon than in a sermon, actually. One in particular came to mind this week. It's a New Yorker cartoon from a couple years back. Guy in business, a tar briefcase in hand, is out in the wilderness, out in the desert, out in this mountainous rough place. And the title over the cartoon says, A Voice Cries in the Wilderness. And the guy is, and the bubble over the guy's head, what he's saying is, Get me the heck out of the wilderness. Within the, the that cartoon preaches, I think, two important truths for me. First, the cartoon resonates because I'm pretty sure everybody, everybody knows something about wilderness. Even if you've never left Manhattan, wilderness experiences come in great variety. We all have them. Collectively and individually, they are part of the human story. The second thing that that cartoon tells me is that when we find ourselves in the wilderness, we often want to look for the nearest exits. Scriptures often take us to the wilderness. In today's gospel, we meet John the Baptist out there as he carries out his ministry of preparing the way, as we just sang. He follows in a long line of biblical characters who end up in the wilderness. Moses spent 40 years in the desert after he fled Egypt. This prince of Egypt with ancient Near Eastern Ivy League credentials and a life of privilege ended up tending sheep year after year, 40 years. Certainly a fall from grace, a wilderness experience, until he had that close encounter with the burning bush, which formed him as a leader. Not too long after that, Moses led the children of Israel on this circuitous journey through the wilderness for 40 years, a trek marked by complaints and rivalries until those people were formed as a, as a nation. Later in scripture, the prophet Elijah heads to the wilderness running for his life, despondent over threats when he hears a still small voice indicating God's presence, equipping him to lead his people to a new day. People of Israel later went into exile, a wilderness experience which left them longing for a way home. And Jesus himself began his ministry with temptations in the wilderness a place of challenge and testing where he got clear about his mission, about who he would serve, and about who he would not serve. Each of these stories tell us that the wilderness is a time of challenge for sure, but they also reveal that the wilderness can be a place that forms us, new possibilities emerging with clarity. Simply put, time in the wilderness can help us realize what really matters. And today's colic reminds us that messengers speak in that wilderness experience. Moses got his message through the burning bush. The wandering children of Israel received those 10 commandments on stone tablets. Elijah's still small voice gave him courage 
John the Baptist preached this message of repentance, a call to think about the direction in which we're headed. I just wanna ask you this morning, wondering what messages you may have received in your own wilderness experiences. Each year, Advent takes us to the wilderness where we meet that eccentric character, John the Baptist. Uh, He's probably one of the most eccentric characters in the Bible, and that's saying a lot. He's out there in the wilderness, and he's out there. If he walked in here, I suspect someone might call security. But he comes offering the hope of the season. The wilderness experience can prepare us for something new. Granted, hope is not always easy to see in those moments. Maybe that's why we need messengers. Maybe that's why we need to keep adding light to that wreath. A weekly increase in illumination represents glimmers of hope. Mindful of the wisdom of theologian Jürgen Moltmann, who asked, where would we stand if we did not take our stand on hope? That Advent message, the assurance of hope, light breaking into darkness, the reason for the season is always true year after year, century after century. But it struck me that it may be especially true based on what we have all been through together over the past 18 months, a wilderness experience on a global scale. I confess that I imagined we'd be out of the COVID wilderness by now, but here we are. This wilderness experience has roots in a health crisis that spill over into other wilderness experiences, crises of politics and economics and race relations and hate speech and yet another case of gun violence. There have been a bunch of times lately when I wanted to yell, get me out of the wilderness. Those collective experiences may well be underscored by wilderness experiences that we each experience as individuals. Those come as we face illness or disability. Relationships in our families or our marriages or parenting can feel like a wilderness. The work we do may leave us facing challenges that make any exit ramp or finish line seem beyond reach or out of sight. The loneliness with which people contend, even and perhaps especially in a densely populated city, can feel like a wilderness. Grief that comes to each one of us at some point can be deep and dark. And they're all part of the human story. The witness of our faith is that precisely in those places, in those stories, God comes with illumination, learning, insight, clarity, a new direction emerging in this season. Scott Peck wrote that book, The Road Less Traveled, widely, insanely popular a generation ago. I always am struck with how he began that book with three words, life is difficult. In our home in North Carolina, we keep a sign posted by the door. It's the wisdom of Thich Nhat Hanh, captured in four words, no mud, no lotus. Those bits of wisdom reflect the truth of our tradition, admitting that we all know something of wilderness, a place filled with challenge. But they also tell us that the wilderness can be a place of formation and learning, preparation for a new beginning, with new possibilities, with new clarity. In other words, it can be the place where we meet God, 
And that's the promise, though again, we are not promised any express lane out of that moment. So my friends, how do we navigate all of that, given that we all know something of wilderness? As the prayer book says, we will with God's help. We do so by gathering as we do here this morning to hold on to hope with each other, to share our conviction that God is always in the business of doing something new. And while that new thing may not yet be fully realized, Advent, which means arrival, tells us it's on the way. And we wait in what Henry Nouwen called an active kind of waiting. In the wilderness, we're called to support each other, especially for those for whom the wilderness experience is most taxing, perhaps those who've been in the wilderness their whole lives, those whose ancestors have been in the wilderness for generations. It may mean attending to the voice of messengers who call us to repent, repentance being a word about the direction in which we're headed. And in Advent, we can follow the example of John the Baptist. So interesting to me, he's often depicted in Christian art with his arm extended, index finger pointed out, and invariably he's pointing to Jesus. Invariably he's pointing to the cross where love and sorrow meet, that wilderness place. And I think in Advent, you and I can point to Christ as well letting our lives send the message that we are preparing the way. We can do all the things we have to do to prepare for Christmas, sacred and secular, holy and mundane, and offer them in love, praying as we do this preparation, inviting Christ into all those activities, doing them in his name. While we may already be hearing anthems about joy to the world and a jolly, jolly Christmas, today this season calls us to slow down and be quiet and listen for that still small voice that comes to us in wilderness to believe that we are individually and together being led to a new place where we will know that we are at home, where we experience most fully the love of God from which we can never be separated love made so real in that child in the manger. I don't know, maybe you're in some wilderness this morning. It may be tempted to look for the exit ramp. If so, consider another possibility, which is to look for what you can learn in this moment, to listen for that still small voice, to embrace the promise, the possibility, the hope of something genuinely new rooted and grounded in the grace that we anticipate at Christmas. Love breaking through as Jesus comes into our lives, into our hearts, into our wilderness. Word made flesh, full of grace and truth. Amen.